Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Mr. Mark Wine of Functional Muscle Fitness coming to you from California. Mark, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing incredibly well. I'm excited to pick your brain. You've made a couple of stops in the fitness industry and have been a gym owner for for quite some time now. But before we dive into functional muscle fitness and the business side of things, give us a little bit of context into what this business and what this gym actually is. When you describe functional muscle fitness, what do you tell people? Um, it's, it's basically an elite athletic performance and fitness facility. Um, so really what it boils down to is that everybody who comes into the facility has programming and guidance that's kind of working and directing towards them. So there's a lot of individuality here as far as the customization of, of programming built to kind of what they're looking to do. Um, and so it's really that's the direction that we take it. From the athletic side, it's really built around athletic development as a whole. Um, so mechanical drive, power work, things like that. Um, so that's the the overall training scope of it. But really, the the overall foundation of the business was to create an environment that is really, honestly, highly motivating, easily to be easily disciplined, um, and just an ability to basically come in and, and really actually work um, and have fun while you're doing it, challenge yourself, um, and you know, honestly, reach reach and attain any goal that you actually have. Sure. And and so heavy into development and progress and and the results aspect of this for you take me back a little bit not just to the day that the doors opened take me to the day that the idea popped into your head hey I'm going to open up my own thing I'm going to start this business what was going on for you and and what was the original intention with functional muscle fitness um I you know without sounding too over the top I, I felt like there was a need for correction within the industry um so I felt like coming you know, really honestly going through different things athletically for me uh, started way back when I first sustained an injury in high school, um, how I trained in high school, going into college, junior college, then going to a four year um, and just a lot of different experiences and nuances of different training styles. And so then it kind of uh, went down a path where I started doing mixed martial arts and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu down in San Diego. And that kind of enlightened me a little bit more because I started to understand more about movement, Um, you know, and then it just kept rolling. So overall, like, I think there wasn't one thing that kind of um, necessarily changed my whole viewpoint. It was just kind of more of a five-year span of training and actually really working with myself. I would maybe even six years of just working with myself. And then I had my first experience personal training at 24 hour fitness. Um, I saw kind of what that more like global gym style was about and it just wasn't really for me. Um, and then just kind of having more time to like, and really spend time researching, looking at different training styles, reading. Um, it kind of gave me a different foundation of how things should be done versus how things are being done. Um, and so I think that's kind of where it started and that's where it spawned off of. So it was really more of a combination of, you know, six years of just heavily involved in, in the, uh, in this environment. Yeah. A lot of background and a lot of experience from your end, but fitness is just one component of it. As soon as we start a business, suddenly there's so many different influences and, and bills have to be paid and, and people have to be paid right. with this whole thing. Walk us through some of the services that you have, where are we bringing in money from? Uh, we have different, we have different aspects. We, we've done clinics. So to, to answer that question fully, originally how the business model went and, and to your point, when you open up a gym, I think from a, from a hobby perspective, right? Like you look at this, you love the environment, you like training, you like doing these things. Then you get into business. It's an entirely different field. Um, it's not something that's the same. So you want to be a coach, but then all of a sudden you coach have to turn into a business administrator, right? So you're, you're having to worry about payroll and all these other things that, you know, am I going to get fined by the government? I mean, these are things that actually come into play. Um, you know, so to be honest with you, it's kind of a, that was a big part of the shock when you first open a business. 
So the original intent was to diversify our portfolio as much as possible. So we were involved with a lot of high schools. We were involved with club programs. We were involved with an entire field built around our, um, our community, right? And our local community mainly. So I bring that up because that was kind of the start. That was how we, that was how we envisioned it. So we had all these different sources of income from club training, from youth sports, to high school sports, to community members that were involved in those high school sports. So the adults came in fitness wise. So we branched out in a lot of ways. That was a big part of our direction. Then we moved re more, more recently, we have backtracked from a lot of that and kind of decided to more and hone in on what we do inside of the, our, our wall. Simplify, right? Yeah. And that's, that's honestly, when you get too, you get too drawn out, you get too complicated. You can't make one thing thrive. So you really like uh, the analogy I always use is when you're uh, you chase two rabbits, you're going to catch zero, right? You catch none. Um, so if you chase one, you catch one. So when you're trying to chase too many rabbits, you're, you're honestly, you don't catch any. So that's kind of what I felt like was a lot of the first five, six, seven years in business. Um, but now what we've done is we've honed down, we focused a little bit more. So we make, but we created a pillars is what we call it, is what I call them. It's pillars that basically it's like, those are our pillars that we're going to make our income off of. Um, and so some of it now is, you know, online um, mm -hmm. through, you know, different shows or different uh, medias outlets uh, from online, having online training. That's another one. Um, having the ability to have an app has been huge for us. Um, you know, then we have our membership. Our membership includes guidance and programming for all members, private coaching, um, so the, and then clinics. Um, so those are our main sources of our, our main pillars that we kind of focus on more recently um you know but again early on it was a very big diverse portfolio and uh you know that's that's kind of a difficult thing to manage um especially when there's one guy managing yeah, that was gonna be my next my next right. point here is uh gym owners themselves are, are typically overwhelmed when they open because they are wearing so many hats right. and then you guys chose to expand into different ventures beyond that it's a lot right. to oversee mm -hmm. Recently, we've, we've decided to pare that down and, and simplify things a little bit, but I want to hear a little bit about the marketing that goes into this and how people find you in the first place. What have you guys done to, to spread the word about mu functional muscle fitness in the last couple of years, post-COVID at least? Right. Um, so trial and error has been huge. I'm going to say that. I, I would say, I think big fail that people make is they're afraid to fail. Um, they're afraid to throw something out there. And then all of a sudden they realize like, Oh man, I had made zero off of it. It was an epic failure. It's like, well, no, you learned a lesson. You learned that, you know, to be honest with you, that just is not for you. Um, that's, that was one thing. The second thing is being very specific. Um, you know, where are you marketing and being able to track, you know, is this actually working? Um, so for us, it started out heavily on the referral side. And I think with, when you have a new facility that has less membership, and I bring that up because during COVID, it's like, obviously, people's memberships drop, right? So a lot, a lot of ways, you're restarting. Um, and so for us, after COVID, we restarted because we kind of redefined what we were going to do with the business, like, or what I was going to do with the business, right? So that was a kind of a redefinition. So we spent a lot of time, you know, again, reaching out with uh, individual emails um, specific to, you know, different customers of the past or you know, we would actually be tapping into the, the members that we had trying to basically get them to um, realistically, like, do you have any friends or anything like that? So that immediate intimate referral base. Um, and then we've put a lot of time into social media. Uh, you know, we found, I, I, I have found over even 12 years, I have never had a successful, now I'm going to say this, but I'm also going to preface this. I think a lot of it was me being a little bit more trying to figure this out on my own um, and not spending enough time seeking out resources who have gone through similar experiences, you know, and I think that was a big learning curve for me early is that, you know, I could have just asked or sought, sought out people who have acted again, taking the time to like invest in learning, you know, what has been successful for others, but traditional forms of media just have not worked for us at all ever. Um, I don't think you're alone in that boat. I, I talked to a lot of gym owners throughout the day and, it, marketing in itself is just kind of a, a hot topic. And I think it's because people come from backgrounds like yours. People come from pure passion for training and not just because they want to run Facebook ads and because they want to spend right. time learning right. these things. 
are there ways to learn it? Certainly. And, and like you said, when we open up a business, there's other things that come with that. And, and marketing is one of them. This is a fitness business. We need customers at the end of the day, right. but I think it makes sense why it's a struggle and not just for you, for a lot of people in this right. industry. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, and honestly, it's all you learn every day. So you're, you're relearning and oh, sure. for us, it's like, I look at us and go, okay, membership, how do we gain membership um, exposure? How do I create more people coming to the site and, and reaching out and asking about the facility? You know, we've, again, social media has helped for us, but even, even dialing that down, it's like, is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it YouTube? Is it Twitter? Is it, you know, so you start to cycle down and realize like what works for us. Now, what works for us is Instagram. That, that helps us out with more of like the membership side and some of the private coaching side um, where Twitter has done nothing. Um, YouTube helps us out in terms of just YouTube, but it doesn't necessarily. So for the online side, that could be more successful, but it doesn't really help us with memberships because, you know, the business who sees it is too broad. Right. So Facebook marketing, we've done Facebook marketing and that's been successful a little bit too. So you start to learn those nuances. And then again, with your, with your, you know, even those within those social media sites, it's evolved. Right. So now everything is built around reels. Um, so you have all these things if you're not on reels. That's a, it's again, that's a problem. Yeah. So you, you have to really kind of figure out where your lane is and then be able to, to measure them and, and have measurables that can tell you whether or not it's working or not. I think I want to highlight one of the things that you said, and it's that views don't necessarily translate to memberships and dollars, right? right? Just because we have a huge following doesn't mean that the gym is doing tremendously. Just because we have a tiny following doesn't mean that the gym can't be doing unbelievably. Social media and fitness are hand in hand, but there are all kinds of ways to skin a cat, right? You can, we can get people in, in, in a number of different strategies. It sounds like, we found successes, we found challenges, not unlike many right. people in the industry. For you, Mark, when somebody reaches out from any number of those sources, they're interested in training, what's the sales process like? Who do they talk with? What is the conversation about? And then what do they right. sign up for? Um, if, it's, if it's via email, I'm the one still doing all that. Um, I usually seek out, to be honest, I, I try to seek out what they're looking for more than anything because... What I found is that when I, when I'm trying to sell them on something, which I'm, I usually try not to sell them. So I'm like, okay, what are you looking for? And then this is how, and then I kind of explain, this is how it could fit for you here at the facility. Um, and then I try to basically set up a time to either, either have them come in or talk on the phone, or we'll do an assessment where basically it's a free assessment. So they come in and, and we'll take them through. It doesn't take very long, about 15, 20 minutes. Um, of about 10 different movements that we want to see in order for us to track. This goes to the coach side, but to just kind of track where they're at. Uh, do they have muscle asymmetry? Is there imbalances we need to worry about? Have they been injured in the past? So we kind of fine tune down where they're at from that side of it. Um, and then once we kind of do that, we can lay out a path that would kind of work for them here at the facility. Um, so we try to do it a lot more with like more warmth than necessarily just kind of like a cold cold call sales call where it's like, this is what we have, here's our cookie cutter. Um, because we found that it's very helpful for us to kind of uh, find something that works for them and and uh, kind of create a customization for them. And that's been helpful uh, for us. And yeah. but they, again, they'll reach out and I will communicate is normally, unless they come in and we have other coaches and, and they'll be able to talk to them or whatever. But for the most part, um, if it's online or stuff like that, I'll set up times where I can have, a, I can talk to them. It sounds like a lot of this routes through you and it seems like a fairly low pressure sales environment. Fitness gets somewhat of a bad rap because of sleazy used car salesy kind of techniques, right, but you guys with conviction in the product and the service, you guys are able to differentiate a little bit. Take us beyond that here, Mark. People sign up for for memberships. You mentioned that a lot of this routes through personal training. Is that a focus for you guys in in growing that? Or or where is your attention in terms of moving the business forward? Um, Moving the business forward, I'm I'm looking for something that's a little bit more scalable. So I'm trying to shift our focus a little bit to have a little bit more of a scalable product. So it's simplified. Um, cause I found that simplification is probably our best avenue for growth. 
Um, and what I mean by simplification is like the more programs we throw out there to our customer or client base, it's confusing at times. So if we can figure out a way where everything's kind of a simplified model, we, we bring them in, it's an easier form of training um, in terms of just them understanding uh, that's kind of our number one focus is to back to the simplification. So the, so the facility can potentially be scaled. Um, and what I mean by scaled is really for anybody who's not aware, it just simply means that I can become more of an, uh, an employer and less of an employee so that there could be potentially a second location or a third location that has basically built around the same model where any member who comes in can come in and get programming, has guidance, doesn't matter what their schedule is. Um, and they really have those, those customized programs built towards their goals and what they're looking to do. Um, that's a big primary focus of us right now uh, internally. We're also looking heavily into uh, creating more of a, a media base where you know, we have different things and different avenues going on through different social media platforms, um, but to have more of the educative side be brought in. Uh, entertainment side we brought in so we're going to kind of go that direction as well not necessarily yeah. your 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 home workouts like i'm not looking to do you know a live workout at this time and having the you know the body weight really stuff. Blanks. I mean, yeah 100 right I, I mean look at the end of the day we're gonna not lie i'm not lying i'm gonna be truthful the facility is built i'm like yo you need a resistance strain like you need to lift weights it's the way to, it's the best way to go about it um you know i love like you can love body weight circuits all you want but like most of the people doing body weight circuits to be honest with you, lift weights, they just don't tell you that, right? So we're not going to go that direction. We're going to stay true to who we are um, and true to the definition of what we think of as like what works, what's effective, how hard you and like basically you need to work hard. Um, but we want, again, I want to make it scalable and I want to put a lot of it content wise uh, out on on media. It's, it's certainly a, a needed product and service, I think. And it'll be interesting to see how you tackle the exposure challenge. How do we broaden the audience for this to get it in front of as many eyeballs as we can? Right. Big picture here, Mark. Where do you want to see this business and this brand two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now? Um, so right now, I'd like to see this more of an, uh, an automated facility where uh, again, not to leave, not to lose the personal approach, but just to, so that I can become a more of an employer and like I said, less of an employee. So what I mean by that, that is that currently as an employee, I'm, I'm working, right? I'm always at the facility. I have to work all these hours and whatever, but as an employer, you can focus on growth. You can focus on um, developing and building a brand. So that's my, that's my five-year plan is right there. Three, really, I would say three year. It's really trying to shift to that. Um, I'd like to make it a brand that has actually more sales um, in terms of products, um, things like that. We have a patent in the, patent in the works uh, of a different system that I want to be able to, to put out there. Um, so that's another part of the brand. We just we just kind of spun off into a side brand as well called No More Softness. Um, and the reason why I did that is because it's more of a personal blog that has a little bit more directed down to our media source that we're going to be utilizing. Um, so we want to be able to utilize uh, you know, pot, again, like some, something similar, like a podcast show, let's say, but it's not built around just gym. Um, what we want to focus on a lot has to do with the, philo the philosophical side of life, um, you know, different motivational tracks, things like that. So I think that part where, you know, we're, we're leaving it with practical skills, interviewing people in different walks of life, not just, you know, living and dying within the fitness only industry. Um, so it's really kind of expanding the brand a little bit more, but we're just spinning it off to, what I always call, and I've always been, um, been for years now talking about uh, softness in society and how, so this, the brand got spun off as no more softness, more of like a personal personal blog. Um, sure. But that's going to kind of work together hand in hand with FMF and how we do things here at the, at the facility. Um, so really, like I said, three years, I'd like to see, I, I, I want to be able to step back, create more content with the, with the educative side of the brand um, and kind of expand operations a little bit more into the media side, into that, that component of it. And then from there, we'll be able to, um, you know, again, that's just a three year. And then after that, I'd like to, to potentially have another facility down the road. Um, so we yeah. start branching out a little bit more. I think fitness is, is fascinating as an industry because it can be a launching pad for all of those different right. things that you just mentioned. Yeah. It can be sort of the, the HQ to all kinds of different side revenues and, and hustles, right. if you will. It'll be interesting to see how that shapes up for you here in the years to come. And I wish we had more time to explore that, but we'll have to get you back on down the road yeah. and, and see how those things take shape. 
Mark, yeah, before we before we sign out of here for the day, why don't you tell people where they can learn a little bit about FMF? Is there a website? Is there a social media? Where can we send people to? Yeah, so functionalmusclefitness.com um, is our main website. Um, no more, like literally no no, no more softness.com is another personal blog site that also builds on, like I said, lifestyle, nutrition, recipes. Like we're doing um, a lot of nutrition stuff. I know we brought that up, um, but we're also on Instagram. Mainly, mainly Instagram is kind of the biggest platform and YouTube, our YouTube channel for, for functional muscle fitness as well. Um, that's another bigger avenue. We have a ton of different exercise videos. We'll do um, different content pieces on there as well. So that's kind of a big uh, platform that we have a lot of different stuff on there as well. Um, but yeah. no, I would say, you know, again, the website functionalmusclefitness.com is, is kind of our primary with just kind of gives us a scope of what we do in terms of the facility. Got it. All right. Well, people listening, connect with Mark and the FMF crew. Mark, this has been a bunch of fun, man. I, I appreciate your willingness to come on here and share and talk about insights into the business and, and where we're still looking to improve as things move forward. So I'm excited to see the future and I wish you nothing but the best woman. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Ray uh, with Quest Fitness out of Michigan. Ray, what is going on, man? How are you doing today? Pretty good. Yourself? Always good. Always good. I appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Quest Fitness. Let's do it. Let's take a step back, give the viewers some perspective here, right? So, Ray, simply with the first question, how many members are you serving currently? Um, I want to say we average about 50 right now, but we're a pretty small operation out here. It's just me and one other trainer right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, totally fine. I, I like that tight-knit community anyway. And so for you guys, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door? Um, really coming up with new and creative ways to uh, advertise our training, uh, going to fitness seminars, things like that to, to promote who we are. Uh, we, we tend to cater to everyone very much. Uh, so the, uh, uh, the, as I like to put it, the nerd population, because I'm very much part of that population. <laughs> Come on. Um, I mean, my office looks like a 13 year old lives in here. So and comic book characters and everything all over. Um, and then on top of that, we're one of the only gyms in the entire state of Michigan that specializes in uh, calisthenics. So we, uh, wow. yeah, we, we kind of cover that market really well around here. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so, you know, I know you said you're at 50 or so members here. I know it fluctuates and I'm just curious, you know, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you expect to go than that 50 mark right now? Not a ton higher. Um, we're looking within the next couple months to bring in like another trainer, which okay. at that point then will increase our numbers more. Cause even with that, um, for example, a lot of my clients I'll meet with, you know, two, three times a week. So, you know, that, that 25 clients that I work with, that, that adds up really quick through my week. Um, yeah. Plus on top of that, also teach at one of the local universities for exercise science. So kind of, you know, oh, wow. really? a lot going in all at once. Yeah, that is a lot. I mean, 
<laughs> a whole lot. I mean, I don't know how you manage that. A gym owner and, and a superhero. I mean, <laughs> to do all that stuff. I mean, I know how busy you are with just the gym owner stuff. So, um, and so I, I look, and I know this from just experience being a personal trainer myself and, and, and running a studio. I mean, how are you able to track the metrics, you know, with, with 50 or so members here? I know it's a lot. How are you able to track a year, how long they've been with you, if they're looking to cancel, you know, where they are on their journey? How do you track those metrics? Um, we have a few different ways. Uh, one, we do keep a old fashioned paper filing system, but on top of that, excuse me, we also have a digital one that we use through, um, uh, a scheduling platform called Schedulicity, which for, for like a, a new trainer, they're very budget friendly. So I do recommend them, but then wow. on top of that, they help us track, uh, uh, client sessions, um, when they started, I mean, literally everything for us. So it, uh, even, even with that, if clients go in, they can, uh, open their app and then see how many sessions they have left or even just buy them right there through the app. I love that. I love that. And so, you know, I want to ask a little bit of a longer winded question, but a, a sure. good question in itself. And so, um, What we've been discussing and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym what are three pillars of business. And that's going to be number one, your lead generation, which is just your mm -hmm. marketing, right? Number right. two, your sales, which is just your acquisition, right? Getting people to go from an interested client to a paying client. And then number three, it's your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Right. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most, Ray? I would say on uh, more than anything, getting leads to actually confirm into training. Um, as far as retention goes, once we get people in the door, they stick around long-term. I mean, I've got some clients have been working with me for 13 years now, and they don't seem to show any signs of wanting to quit. Uh, matter of fact, they All actually right. train me about six days a week now. Six? Wow. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot. It is a lot. And it's, it's a husband and wife. They've been working together like this forever. And I think the most fun part is actually watching them compete with each other. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, keeping people here once, once they sign up, isn't an issue. It's more of being the small operation that we are. Cause I mean, we're, we're a very small little hole in the wall gym here in Grand Rapids, but um yeah, it's just getting people in the door, take a look at the place. And once they're in, that's that's the easy part once they get through the door. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you're probably on the same boat as most gym owners where it's like, how can we get more people through the door to get eyes on us? Because once they're in, they're in forever, right? And that's usually how it, right. that's how it should be. If you have that tight-knit community, I always feel like that's how it, that's how it becomes. That's how it is. And, yeah. um, you know, Let's say I have two more questions for you. My two favorite questions, sure. you know, and I like to say this, what's the bigger picture for you long-term? What are you trying to accomplish in the next five to 10 years? Um, I would say within the next five to 10 years, my, my big goal would be expand the gym and try to double our size as far as square footage. Um, I already have plans for the layout of the, the larger space, but, um, you know, overall it's going to take bringing in a new trainer um, and then, you know, filling up their schedule too, to make sure that we do have the, uh, the means necessary to opening up a larger space. Cause I don't want to, you know, sacrifice everything that's coming into the gym on, on a chance. I want to make sure that we're good to go before we jump in. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's, 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 that's probably one of the, the biggest thing. I like, I like how you're thinking, so far down the road, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the best, right. best way to do it. Cause I mean, you're going to stay stagnant until you can get there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And, it's the um, little steps along the way that you got to take. You literally took the words out of my mouth. And so I think, um, I think this next question, I'm curious to see your answer here. And I think it's going to be probably one of the, the best of the days so far. So, um, you know, if you could go back in time here, Ray, to when you first started the gym, Sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Um, you know, that that is a hard question because I feel like I started this place off, you know, 
really good. I mean, the place originally started out of my garage and, you know, did this whole place without any overhead. So, I mean, as far as budget wise, we did good there. Um, I would say more than anything, it would be not to rush because I tried to rush into uh, getting a larger space and all that. And I kind of wish I would have given myself another year or so. But, um, you know, even with that, we still did pretty good. We never really fell into the red or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good place to be. I think if you can not be there, we're, we're, I mean, to be honest, most gym owners are in, you know, um, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. And so, um, you know, I want to ask, I know I said one last question, but this is probably the, the, my, my last, <laughs> last one here, Ray. And, um, you know, what would your number one piece of advice be, you know, for someone who started, who's trying to start a gym like yourself, you know, I mean, I think it's different than a traditional gym. What would you say? I mean, I know you said, obviously, if you can go back to time for yourself, that would be your own personal advice to yourself. But what about for people who are trying to get started here? Like, what should they really be focused on? If, if people are wanting to open their own gym and um, go that route, I would really, really recommend don't go out and get a ton of loans and stuff like that. I, I want to say more than half the time when I see like small businesses like mine open up personal training studio, they'll go and get all these loans to buy equipment and all that. And then they have no clients. And, you know, if you don't have clients coming in, you can't pay for those loans. And I mean, there was literally one just down the street from me here that um, went that route, got all the loans, got the giant space, got all the equipment. Two months later, had to close because they went bankrupt. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge what? MMA gym that, that opened and they closed for like two to three months. Wow. So it, it's really pay attention to your budget. I mean, don't overextend yourself, nothing like that. You know, the clients will come, just pace yourself. You know, if you have to start with a minimalist approach, go minimalist. If you're a good trainer, you can handle no equipment, work with a client. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Ray. That's a mic drop of an answer, man. I'll tell you that. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Ray, I mean, if you have any social media, Facebook, website, please let the people know where can we find out more about you and the gym. Uh, you can find our gym at um, questfitness.com. I'm sorry, questfitnessgym.com. Um, and then we also have um, uh, our Facebook uh, at questfitgym, which you can look us up there for some of our cool classes and whatnot going on. There we go. There we go, Ray. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast, Ray. I'd really appreciate sure. it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out up here, okay? Sounds great. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Savage from Active Fit out of Orland and Corning, California. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Beautiful. Doing awesome. Thank you for having me. 
Excited to have you here and to learn more about Active Fit, who you are, what you guys do, all the nitty gritty details. But before we kind of dive into that, give me a little bit of background, backstory here. What was it ultimately that led to you kind of opening up this brand? So Active Fit started uh, originally location number one in Portland, California. And um, like most people, I just needed a facility to work out, something that was going to be uh, available around my schedule. So just started saw, uh, looking at, you know, potentially opening up a gym that was going to solve like, well, what if I need to work out late? What if I just need to blow off some steam? So, uh, you know, being an active member of the current facility, it just, uh, it was just missing so many different things. So I decided to open up a, I guess you could say my version of a anytime fitness, 24 hour fitness. And we were able to uh, do really well very early on. And then of course, my brain was saying like, well, what else could we offer? What uh, value adds, what additional auxiliary services, whether it be supplements, clothing, which is what most people jump into. And then we were able to look at group training, personal training and grow uh, those entities as we scaled, uh, you know, our member uh, number went up and then we eventually opened up our second location. So yeah, just, just always been, you know, an advocate of staying fit and healthy, of course, keeping your body, you know, uh, you know, in a shape and then your mind just staying educated. And then, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I love it. I love it. I think like we need more people who open up a gym for that reason, right? Because they just like fitness and they want to help other people kind of find that healthy, sustainable lifestyle. Um, so Active Fit as a brand, as a facility, give us your best elevator pitch. Tell us who you are, what different services you guys provide. Kind of paint that picture for our listeners so they really grasp onto your business model here. Active Fit is pretty much a bridge, right? So we're the we're the 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 people that are going to get you from where you're at today to where you want to be, right? So whether it be, you know, I'm just you know, transformations, whether they need to tone up, lose belly fat, or just kind of just improve their overall health, active is going to be the one though, you know, one-stop solution to get you from where you're at to where you want to be. It's pretty much summing it up. Um, yeah, we do offer other services as well as, you know, uh, 24-hour fitness, which gives kind of a value add because a lot of people that come to our group session are like, hey, well, can I come to the gym? Of course, we add that into our program so people are able to access the facility on their own time. A lot of times what we're seeing is people who need either, we don't we don't allow too many makeup classes, like, hey, can I come at a different time? Just because slots are pre, uh, you know, they're, they're spoken for as people, you know, sign up EFT, you get your time and that slot's sold. With that said, we, you know, we, we incentivize by, hey, well, don't just call it a day and say, well, I didn't make it, you know, at least come to the gym and get your money. Okay. So a little bit of everything, like you have your open model and then there are some private, semi-private that happen in the facility too, as well. Is that right? Yeah. There's uh, our most popular is obviously going to be our group training. So that's generally uh, the minimum is about 16 people. And then it gets, the groups get pretty large after that. So it's minimum of six people. Generally, we don't have less than that. If we do, we try to you know, push and incentivize some more semi-private training. Uh, of course, it comes with a, with a different cost. And then the other option is one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, we're in a very small community, which is, you know, I'm not surprised because of the amount of work that we put into it, but, you know, I'm pretty pleased with how we do for a community of, both communities are about 8,000 people. Mm -hmm. uh, so pretty small. Uh, there isn't really much competition within, within the area. I think a lot of people, you know, um, you know, kind of look at what we do and try to, you know, you know, do something similar to it, which is cool. I love that. Uh, but yeah, just kind of a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah. Um, the group training is really great because there's a huge market for that. Like a lot of people can't walk into like a normal gym, like a 24 seven gym and like know what to do on their own. Um, and they're really incentivized by the idea of having a coach showing them what to do and working out next to their buddy or that motivates them. So it's cool that right. you offer that as part of it. Um, and, you know, personal training is really, really smart for our business and for our clients. Um, so within your business right now, what percentage of your revenue would you say comes from that personal training element? If I had the, our personal training, 
I would say it's probably the smaller of the three or four services. So I would say it's probably closer to like maybe 15%, uh, particularly because we have so many classes and it's kind of a, you know, finding good talent. So we have so many classes that run, you know, from obviously like our early 6 a.m. class that run through the morning. Then we break like most gyms do. So there's not nothing generally around lunch. And then they start again, like four, five, six, seven. And, um, you know, it's just for me, what I've, one of the challenges I have is finding the talent, right? So you'll get a lot of people that come like out of college with like all these degrees and, and they're just kind of sold on how they want to train where versus like, for me, it's much easier to find somebody that's just got the right attitude, believes in the same amount, you know, the same core values, and then coach them into like, well, this is how active fit does it. Right. Um, and, and, and right away, you'll, you know, we, we find out that, you know, it's either going to work or it's not going to work based off of the individual and what, you know, what their beliefs are. So, um, about, about, I say about 15% more or less is, uh, you know, one-on-one. Yeah. And how does that like work? Do you employ your trainers or do you bring them in as like an independent contractor and they pay rent to the gym? We bring them as uh, all of them are independent contractors um, with without getting into specifics, but yeah, independent contractors this way, they, you know, can make a schedule that works for them. Then ultimately um, my job as, you know, the CEO and, and director of the whole thing is pretty much just say, okay, I know this is what, you know, here's, here's, you know, my experience is what I've learned um, everything from, you know, a lot of times we'll have our coaches, you know, they'll be really amazing, really smart, know everything about, about, you know, whether it's, you know, the body and how to train, but when it comes to having tough conversations and really digging, I guess you could say the sales process, the consultation, they struggle. So my job is to make them an A player and really just, I, I role play for some, you know, sometimes months and sometimes even longer for people that, you know, are constantly are role playing and listening to people on the phone or all sitting on, uh, you know, consultations on occasion, we'll record them and then we do a lot of mock-ups. So if we're uh, training a family member or friend, I'll sit in with uh, that staff member and say, okay, hey, this is going to be a training, you know, training, uh, I guess you can say a segment and, and I'm going to ask these questions to get, you know, so yeah, so a lot of that. Yeah, super interesting that you do that and like great that you're doing it. Not many people do that, take the time to make that happen. You know, we could have the best personal trainer in the world, but they might not be good at the back end stuff. And if we want the business to thrive all around, we have to teach them those things. And the good thing is sales, how to do an awesome consultation, all of those things can be taught if there is somebody like you willing to put in the time. And you care enough about your business that you're going to put in the time and make sure that your contractors are crushing it um, right. with sales. So um, now to kind of talk about the memberships, you know, being that you do have your group training, you do have your one-on-one, -on -one, you do have your open gym. Do you have different kinds of memberships that you offer or is it a membership, you know, kind of all encompassing with the open gym and the classes? So we have, you know, just for group training, it's, it's, you know, 239. Um, can we talk about price on there? Yeah. Right. So it's 239 yeah, yeah. for, for a group training and that's billed um, weekly. And then um, as far as, you know, different tiers, that's pretty much it. There are instances where we might have to give them a little bit more hands-on versus one to many in a group setting. So on the, on a little more hands up stuff. We do, we do something that's kind of different. What we like to do, let's just, I'll give you an example. So the only time the service changes in a group setting would be when someone's not hitting their metrics or they're just not hitting their, uh, you know, their goals. And they, you know, they don't necessarily miss a land, but they miss the objective, right? So we're supposed to lose this much weight, tone up, lose this many inches, whatever the case was. And then they, 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 like we have a minimum per se, right? So they have to at least hit this every month. Otherwise it's what we call like a seven day probation. So this is pretty much where we sit down with the staff. And I know this is going to, excuse me, not with the member, this is going to sound kind of tough, but it's pretty much like, okay, so we went through the consultation. We followed up with the supplement the you know, the nutrition the consultation after this initial signup, you told us what you wanted. And here we are month three, month four, you were doing well. And now you're not doing what you need to be doing. So in 
lack of better words, I tell people like, so, so sell me on why we should continue to train you, you know? Uh, and I just, I think in the consultations, people can really see the authenticity and the, uh, the passion that we have. I have, you know, family members that suffer from all the things that come with, uh, being in poor health, obesity, you know, obesity, and as well as uh, diabetes, blood, you know, high blood pressure, stuff like that. So for me, it's different, right? So I was the kid that got to see, uh, you know, so anyways, so, so doing a seven day probation period for us allows people to kind of just realign them, put them back on track, or know if they're just going to waste our time. And, you know, if I'm having done this for so long, I, you know, you know, we're, we're very, we're very transparent. I try to tell them like, look, we don't feel good. We take this home when you don't hit your goal like it makes us feel some type of way. So um, I don't like to feel that way. And I don't like to, feel, you know, my insecurity is I hate sucking, you know, and I hope I like to believe that, you know, we are really good or the best. But with that said, like when you don't hit your goal, you know, what is it that this program's missing? And of course the answer is always, well, no, actually it's great. It's just, I'm just not doing the thing, you know? So um, yeah, so I guess, you know, aside from the level of service, it only changes for maybe seven days, but at least in the group training, it stays relatively the same with our monthly check-ins. Um, even sometimes sooner, if we're, you know, like for instance, if someone misses a class, it's an, it's a text message, somewhat automated or kind of copy and paste, you know, uh, but very, uh, in the tone that you would have a conversation with someone like, Hey girl, like, where were you? We missed you. Like count on yeah. seeing you and we expect the reply but usually after a second missed class it's a it's a red you know a red flag or not a red flag but it's like sound the alarm you know we get together as staff and say hey what's going on with this member uh, and we found that that's how we keep our churn i think our churn's about three percent so we um really work hard on getting people through the door nourishing them through all the way through the first second you know third day trial um nourishing that some more and then obviously there's the onboarding process if they do decide to stay. And then when it comes to you miss a class, like, so people are kind of like afraid, you know, they're like, they don't want to miss a class, but they know that, I mean, we really yeah, own I mean, the accountability. Yeah, you're, hon you're, you're really honing in on that accountability and that's huge, right? That helps us with retention and making sure that our members are, when our me members are reaching their goals, that's when they're staying. So yeah. as long as yeah. we are there to help them reach their goals, they're going to stick around and then they're going to tell their friends, their friends are going to come in because their friends want to see results. And it's just like an ongoing cycle of success. And, and I want to add, I want to add something because I think this is really important. You just nailed on it. When people are hitting their goals, they stay. I can't tell you over the five years we've had coaches and even some of the senior coaches that have been real long, they'll come to me and be like, Hey, so-and-so uh, requested, you know, she's looking to, freeze and i'm just like no one freezes like that's not true no one's ever going to come to you and tell you that your program sucks or this that, and the other because they don't want to hurt your feelings but I, I just don't even like freeze doesn't freeze it's like canceling to me right so um i always tell people that you know people don't cancel generally for all the reasons that they're telling you right I, oh you know something came up money's tight you know, my schedule changed. So the first thing I, I, I almost like don't want to hear the coaches. I'm like, they're, oh, this is what they're telling me. I'm like, okay, I get it. And again, they, they know how I operate. So a lot of times like, okay, so they sold you. So let's go look at their log. And every single time, Brooke, I can't tell you, it's like the last three weigh-ins, they didn't hit the objective. And I'm like, I circle in a big yellow highlighter, like this is why they're canceling. So then I sit down with them and, you know, like, hey, lose, uh, 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 Lucy or Susan, you know, like, I know why you're canceling, you know? So I, I think that's super important because if you, if you say you're keeping people accountable, a text message is an accountable, account, real accountability, right? There's just no personalization. No one really, no one really feels like you care. But I, I guess what I'm saying is um, what I've learned is, is that uh, the, the real reason why people cancel is in the log that you're keeping on those weigh-ins and how, because I've never seen anybody hit 15 pounds on a month, 10 pounds on a month, and then decide that they want to cancel. It's never happened. Yeah, as long as they're on track for the goals that we set with them, typically right. they're going to want to stay. Um, yeah, and yeah I, mean, I see the same thing too, right? If we have somebody who falls beneath the cracks, they're not reaching their goals, like, they're the ones who cancel. It's not the person who is consistently coming in, hitting those mile milestones. Um, so kind of want to ask you a question here, you know, with your facilities, 
how are you finding your clients? What, what, what does that growth process look like? I think this is a good talking point because there's tons of gym owners out there. And like, I would say like 80% of people, that's the hardest part. The hardest thing that they struggle with is figuring out how to find clients. So for you, what is it that you guys do? So we run paid ads, uh, uh, specifically with Facebook and Instagram currently. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, what I've what I found is you're right. Most people would say that they're struggling with clients, but I think it's generally the lack of information of how how to obtain clients. Right? It's like okay, you know, we're we don't have clients, but it's like the 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 know how or what to do or what's exactly. working, and. I've always thought it just made more sense to reach out to people that, I mean, there's so many different, like there's like probably the top three, top four agencies that help people or gym, you know, brick and mortar gym companies. So I've worked with at least two of the top three. And for me, it just made more sense to, if you have an agency that's spending, you know, let's just say testing ads and creative and copy in the marketplace in all different markets, a million dollar budget a month or something that between all their clients, like they're going to likely find those offers and those lures that work the best rather right. than me trying to go out there and recreate it. And I've done it, right? So I would say about 85, 90% of our clients come through a, a lead form, right? Whether it be Facebook, Instagram, you know, and we reach out to them usually same day, next day at the latest, double dial texts, uh, you know, we don't leave voicemail anymore because nobody listens to those. And we really, at least the part of what you sound like on the phone is just as important as what you're saying. So we really trying to sound like your local gym versus some commercial, you know, front desk person, right? So uh, Facebook, Instagram right now is what's working for us. We have run promotions in the past, such as, you know, refer a friend we have the referral for refer a friend program that works okay um, but i would say you know so it's all of that right so it's it's facebook instagram and it would be a lot of website traffic right because you know people warm up to your ads they see it over and over i do see one common characteristic and it's i think it taps into the human psychology or just the, the psychology and human behavior a lot of leads are coming in past midnight so it's generally um, what I've noticed is people are generally between that midnight and 2 a.m. They're just like reevaluating their whole life and they're not happy. And it just kind of gives me an idea. I will always tell the coaches like, look, look at these leads. They came in at one in the morning, one 30, like put yourself in that person's shoes and what they're struggling with. If you know, it's, it's never like just, Oh, I need to get healthy. And it's just, you're looking at a person and they're a hundred pounds overweight. It's like, no, it's deeper than that. Right. So Instagram, Facebook, again, not to get sidetracked, but it's, uh, then it's, uh, you know, referrals or through the website, we have uh, a lead capture form on a website. It goes directly to email. We'll, cap we'll capture all the emails, phone numbers, call them, and then it would be referrals. And then people just, you know, Google and Google gives us about, I don't know, 5,000 views, maybe more a month. So people are viewing our stuff, you know, with those keywords, but we found, we found all our money just goes into social media platforms right now. Yeah. And in 2022, even before that, like that is the number one way for us to find clients. Um, a lot of gym owners say, oh, like social media doesn't work, but it's exactly the opposite of it. Like that is the way to find your clients. And like for a lot of people, they're at home, they're in their pajamas, scrolling on Facebook, doing whatever at like midnight, feeling like crap about themselves and the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. And they see our ad of like, maybe it's a picture of like one of your clients working out who looks like them. They can envision themselves in your facility and that's what, you know, hooks them, gets them to come in and then we literally change their life. So Absolutely. Facebook, Instagram, way to go um, for sure. And you also mentioned something in there that I think is really, really important too. You said, yeah, I've tried it on my own, but there's a lot of agencies out there that help you with this kind of thing. Um, and you've found that working with them has been beneficial for you. How did you come to that realization that like, it might not, that it's better to probably work with the experts? I think what I've learned early on was I read most of, so I've gone through all your Jim Lord podcast and, you know, the first one through 50 talks about that, that light bulb for, for the host at the time. And he talks about, you know, 
when I figured it out, you know, so you start, you start backtracking a lot of, you know, you see people that have done it and have done it well. And you're just like, okay, well, why would I try to reinvent something? Let me just go down that path already traveled and figure out what works for me. Now, of course, down that path, you find stuff that maybe that doesn't apply or we're like, oh, we're not that big yet. And, you know, so what I found was, you know, I went down that path. I started reading the books. So they would mention books and I would write them down and I would read those books. And they, you know, you come across like thick funnels and uh, Russell Brunson, and then you start reading into like, wow, pretty much everybody. And then you start looking at what's being shown to you. And it's like, oh my God, this is a sponsored ad on Instagram that I'm looking at. And this is a sponsored ad on Facebook that I'm looking at. So I, in the, I'll be honest with you, if, if there's other people that are listening to this and, and they're like, oh, I can do this on my own. And it's just like, no, there's so much information that goes into just copywriting, uh, tagline, headline writing, the right creative. Uh, what do you do when face, you have it all down and Facebook says, no, 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 we don't like that. Like there's so much work that goes into it that now I was not calling leads. I was not getting back to the stuff that mattered. So it just, to me, it, the way I look at working with those any of those two top three agencies would be just pretty much just, it's just like an employee, you know, somebody that's going to dedicate themselves to the stuff that works. And, and, and I had spent the money to try to, you know, I found the picture that I thought would really work or a really cool video. And I ran ads to it to, to generate traffic and it did okay. You know, and then it just got so overwhelming that it just mattered, you know, again, you know, you start to see other areas of your business starting to lack a little bit. And you, before you panic, I'm like, you know what, what is the stuff that's going to, you know, and again, I guess a lot of times too, what's nice is that you can hire an agency and you can watch what they do and it just makes sense. Right. So it's, it's, I'm a student. I'm, I, I read uh, for the most part, a lot of times when they, they change the copy and the creative, like I'm looking at it and I'm reading the creative and I'm like, or excuse me, the copy. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's really good. I probably couldn't have wrote that. You know what I mean? So um I think I just, what, what I'm, what are my strengths are, I double down on my strengths and I just find the people that are better at those other things that I'm not good at and just pay them their money. Of course, you know, those companies are reasonable. So uh, at the end of the day, if I win and return on my money and my classes are full, then I'm happy. That's a good mindset to have as a business owner, super commonly, like in any industry, not even just in the, in the fitness industry, business owners have this mindset where it's like, Hey, this is my business. I know how to do everything better than anybody and it's like, realistically, we can't wear all the hats and be the best at everything. Um, so, you know, really honing in on the things that you are good at and focusing on that, but finding support and guidance in the other areas. Like if you're listening to this and, and you're doing it all, just know that like, there's probably somebody out there who can give you some help and make you even better at that, you know? Definitely. Definitely. I think that's, that's, and I've seen coaches, you know, like I train every class, I, I do all the scheduling. I do that. I'm just like, oh my God, like you must be super stressed out, you know? And as we talked very early on, like my idea was to stay, stay absent as much as possible and know that this thing can run, you know, run without me for the most part. You know, I always tell people I can stay away for not quite two months, but I usually can stay away for a few weeks, maybe a month at the most. And then I love that. Believe it or not, people are like, but everything goes wrong. And I'm like, that's the best part because then I get to come back and fix things that like, okay, this will never happen again because we're, we're going to fix. And of course, you know, there are exceptions to that, but, if, and, and, but, you know, as we've gone along, I'm constantly trying to break the model. I don't micromanage. I always tell people like, please do what you do you're going to make, I don't, I mean, I don't encourage, you know, I guess mistakes that are costly, but it's just like, do what you do with do, do with what the training that you have. And then I can monitor and, and I guess fix things as we go along. Yeah, for sure. Now we've talked about a lot of the things, a lot of the great things that you've realized and a lot of the great things that you're doing, but I think there's just as much value in us talking about the things that have been a challenge or are currently a challenge. So for you, what would you say is the biggest business-related bottleneck that you are facing or that you face, and how are you working to overcome that? I would say the biggest challenge for me at the current moment is just finding good talent. Leads are pretty consistent. Of course, I think across the industry that we, you know, obviously went through COVID, we survived that, and then now we're surviving this other thing. Uh, so 
that, but again, hiring experts that, that are winning across different industries solves that problem. At least I'm good enough to where I can sleep at night, but it's constantly breaking the beliefs of, of, of team members. You know, you, you're, you're ideally, you're, it's a transfer of beliefs. It's a transfer of like, hey, I know that's what you think or that's what you believe, but I'm trying to show you that there's another way. Um, and that's always the biggest challenge when you're dealing with people that are living human things with, with their backstory and, you know, just trying to be empathetic, you know, and understand that like, hey, like she can be, you know, a game player here, but stuff at home is trying to, you know, it's, it's distracting her and, a lot of times like I'll watch, just watch how people move and how they work. And I'm like, yeah, you took four hours to do the thing that like takes one hour. And a lot of times it's, it's, I'm very hands-on. So I'll show you, look, let me show you, I'll time it. And like, I'll do the thing. And you know, I'm big on distractions, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, keeping distractions at bay, silencing my phone, stuff like that. So, but I found it's, it's, it's helping track, uh, it's helping team members really just learn how to work efficiently and, and again just debunking a lot of their beliefs because you know people are just when they really truly believe something it's it's hard to get them to you know and that's even in the interview process you do a really good job and then you find out down the road that they have this other belief that they just don't they just you know you've been doing it for five years and it works really well for you and they just they just want to do it differently because they want to do it differently so it can be difficult at times to say the right things and not come off as like a, you know, a bad person or be hurtful. No, I get that. And I think like just the initial task of finding the help right now is hard. And then it's yeah, like hard. the task of finding the right help and then instilling our values into these people without, like you said, like sounding mean or like whatever. We just want to make sure that they fit the vibe that we're looking for, for our business. Cause ultimately like that's how we're going to see success is if we have a bunch of like-minded individuals who are there to like crush the goals of the business. Um, so like, I always like to ask this final question because I am a visionary. I like to dream big. Like what does the big picture look like? Like I give you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for the business came true. Kind of what would that picture look like for you? For me, it would be first and foremost to help more people and Ideally, I really have a passion for, you know, working with the staff, with the coaches and, and showing them the like, you know, everything, like same thing, like everything that I've ever wanted has pretty much has um, came to me in one shape or another. And it's just like, it, this could happen to you too, right? So uh, I, I just think it's the bigger picture is to not only be the go-to player for like, Hey, if you need help with these things, you're struggling, like these guys are it. So being the gym in our area, maybe on the West coast, maybe in the world, but ideally also being a hub for coaches. And I think people, you know, it's great that you have all the certifications and you know, every muscle group and you know, all the mobility stuff, but it's like, if you can't get someone from here to here, then you're missing it. And then ultimately, you know, I believe in, uh, really just trying to heal people from the inside out. So it's just like, you know, you've heard you or read the meme that like you can be in really good health and have all this other stuff. But if you don't fix what's on the inside, you'll always be broken. And that was a big, um, you know, my life changed once I started like really doing, working on like self-help stuff, you know, because we all we all challenge as, as human beings. And once I started dealing with my insecurities and the things that troubled me, it just really said, you know what, if we can be that gym too, you know, almost therapeutic, almost like, you know, be human and just say, hey, I'm afraid I struggle. Uh, I grew up in this environment. I, I you know, I, I didn't always have it all figured out, you know, and people just sort of kind of like, oh, wow. So we're not just a, again, it's a place for not only members to get what they want and get, you know, the body that they dream of and get their life on track, but it's also a place for coaches to grow. And I, you know, and it just shows because everybody's like, oh my God, you're one of the coaches that they're like, I see what you guys do. You guys are awesome. We have galas. We really just praise and celebrate our members. And there's no one in this area that does that. Again, we're in a rural Northern California, you know, North, from, I guess from Sacramento to Redding or the Oregon border, like we're pretty much that gym. So it's pretty neat. Yeah. Super exciting to, you know, hear like the success that you guys have seen already. Just, you know, 
because you've made like smart decisions as a business owner. Um, and I think that that success will continue because you are very smart about the decisions that you're making. Um, where can we go if we want to find you guys on social media, follow the journey, see you grow? Nice. Yeah, no, uh, we're the most active on uh, Instagram. So it would be aktiv.fit. So active.fit. Uh, that's where you're going to see, you know, all the stories, the day-to-day -day stuff. So you're going to be able to see what the coaches are up to. We do a lot of, uh, again, this is just what we do, but we, we just got back from Fresno. We went to go meet with a, another facility and we'll do like collabs. So we'll drive five hours to go meet with a whole other gym and just be like, Hey, we love what you guys do. This is what we're doing. And we're just sharing ideas and people are just like, wow, like, you guys are really going out there and just like, we're just trying to share our experiences and love. And, you know, I believe the universe, the universe is going to return in some way or form. So. Absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate hearing your insights uh, today. Um, and listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, Fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.